Good evening. Uh, welcome to Football Babble. A late recording tonight on Monday the 19th of April uh, 2021. What is it? Quarter to ten now as we're sitting down to record this week's episode because football has absolutely eaten itself in the last 24 hours. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to talk about any football matches tonight. More just about the the news that has broke. Um, pretty seismic news that... Um, Twelve greedy bastards have decided to break away and form their own European Super League, uh, and we all of us support one of one of the teams that are in it. So that's pretty cool, um, and we're going to chat about that and the ramifications that that has on possibly football on us as fans and where it leaves the state of the game. So to full house tonight. Uh, hello, it's Phil here by the way. I'm um, joined as always by the boss, Brenton. Hello, Brenton. Evening. Uh, the bold, the, the bolder one has returned. Stephen, hello, Stephen. How's it going? Uh, cousin Mud is always here, Mister Mud. Good evening. And the brain to hopefully try and calm me down anyway and make some sense of all this. Uh, Patrick, hello, Patrick. I'm gonna fan the flames for you, Sully. I'm gonna wind <laughs> you up. <laughs> Good man. Uh, word of warning: if you somehow pin this in Mohammed Salah, I'll burn your house down. Um, so. Yeah, it was sort of. It, I don't even know when it came out yesterday. Was it during the day, lads? It came out yesterday that um, twelve call themselves super clubs have decided that they're going to possibly break away. And then it wasn't until late last night when the, I thought everyone was in bed and ignoring them that they all started releasing their statements. The gang of cowards that they are. So I don't know who wants to who wants to jump in here first and give their their opinion on it. Who wants to go first? Nominate yourself. Well, I was in bed last night. Oh, Johnny, go ahead, go ahead. I was in bed. I was actually in the land of nods and got awoken. Because <laughs> obviously, this is such big news that even my, my girlfriend understands how big it is, you know. But, uh, like you said, a lot of them are just greedy bastards, the whole lot of them. Um, it's quite, like, you, you know, you all know I've been not bothered with football at all this year and I don't know it's it's, um, it's kind of put the final nail in the coffin for me if it goes through like why would I want to be arsed with this uh, like Arsenal have built themselves on history tradition and class as they say but they're they're classless really in this whole thing um, and they were everyone's way you know? like Gary Neville's had a say and he, he said some good things and some things I don't agree with but you know, that's just his opinion. Um, I, I listen, I've listened to a few podcasts today on it because I've just been, I've just been absorbing as much information about it as I can. And, um, there's talk people saying about Barcelona and Real Madrid can't sustain themselves in the Liga. You know, they're in so much debt, which is the same with the Italian teams. They're in so much debt, and somebody's thrown 350 million at them straight away, and they're going to snap it up. Uh, it's, and you know, the Premier League clubs are idiots because. These boys are looking at the Premier League and seeing the revenue come in, the big TV deals, and thinking they want a bit of that. And they've managed to convince these absolute clowns who call themselves the Big Six to join a Super League. You know, it's, and it's, it's, it goes back years. It goes back years, like all this shit. Like, Vanger said about it in 2009, and, you know, it, it's been so obvious now when you see, like, Tottenham building the big stadium. Juventus and Inter Milan have recently you know, rebranded their, their badge. You know, and you, you wonder how far it really goes back. 
like was although I don't think it was far back as when Arsenal were planning to build the Emirates, like but you know, it's just it's completely fucked. All these fuckers from and it's not just America, like, you know, Branton said last week in the WhatsApp group, stuck up for Chelsea and rightly so by saying all the good things it's done in the community, uh, not furloughing any staff, and then to go and fucking just spit on everybody to do with that club by doing this today. Like, I've always thought it's of all relevant now. Yeah, I thought it was a, was a dick before, but, but, and it's not, it's not bad, bad, an attack on Chelsea, like, they're all fucking dicks. I hate every single one of them. And what actually was surprising to me, I was chatting with Elliot, who's a Spurs fan today, and he thinks it's just so shocking that Daniel Levy, who is an Englishman and a Tottenham fan, would agree to this. Knowing how Tottenham fans would react, like you can understand Stan Kroenke and the Glazers and freaking whoever that tube is that owns Liverpool. You can understand they don't really care because they don't have that emotional connection with those clubs, and they've never otherwise kind of made out they do. But like someone like Daniel Levy, who's a Tottenham fan, you know, it's 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 strange. Like, but I don't know, shit day for football. I think I think a lot of people will walk away from it, but there will be people that will still stay. Like, I know people will still watch the Super League and the ball into it, but it's a load of bollocks. It is a load of bollocks. Do you think there's any hope of of the? the <clears throat> I know it might be living in fairy tale world that oh we can all band together and like stop this together and there's been talk of that on on monday night football or gary neville even mentioning like bt sport bbc you know even you know managers and players <clears throat> coming out against it i do you think that's realistic no we won't we won't stand together like and that's what they're counting on that's what they're counting on, but, you know, when Gary Neville's throwing in slight comments against, you know, Liverpool last night, Arsenal and Spurs today, everybody's laughed at Arsenal and Spurs today, and you know what, they're right to do so, because we don't deserve to be in a European Super League. Yes, Arsenal have the history, but what have we done in the last 15 years? We haven't won a league title since 2004. We haven't won any sort of European competition since, what, the 90s? The early 90s? Honestly, it's not even the top European trophy. Like we've never won the Champions League. Yet now we're looking to join a Super League and get absolutely like we get absolutely hoofed by Bayern Munich and Barcelona every year we win the Champions League, and we want to go do that every all week, man. Ah, fucking piss off! Like seriously, like you look, you look at what we have. Like you think, friggin' yes, Bakayo Saka is a good player, but. My God, Barcelona, like, Barcelona are not great at the minute. Don't get me wrong, they're not what they were, but they were going to hoof us every week. Steve, um, and I'll get Paddy's reaction to this as well, and obviously Brenton too. The Glazers, uh, and you haven't been a fan of them for years, and, and it is well known, a lot of United fans haven't been. And then to see that idiot, Joel, who's been non-existent, in terms of uh, any statements with Manchester United or being involved with Manchester United lately, put his name straight. I think he's vice chairman as well of this new mm. uh, Super League. What did when your reaction to all this? Like, how are you feeling as a Manchester United fan? Um, it's a, <laughs> I've just had a weird feeling for the last like twenty four thirty six hours. It's been really strange. Like, I was, I was texting the group last night, as you know, like as. Lying awake in bed at 2am thinking about this, going, why, like, 
why am I thinking about this at 2am in the morning? The clubs don't give a shit about me, so why am I so stressed and annoyed about it? But I will say, like, and this is not just to be argumentative, this is something that has genuinely annoyed me over the last 24 hours, is that the Super League is a terrible idea. It's an awful idea, right? Competition is what makes sport. That's what we enjoy, the chance, you know, the chance for relegation or the risk of, or the chance for promotion or the risk of relegation. That's what we love about football in particular. But, like, the hypocrisy from people coming out from UEFA, from the leagues around Europe, like, they broke football. They broke football more than 30 years ago. I mean, it used to cost a fiver to go to a Premier, or to go to a Division One game, and it's sixty quid minimum to go to a Premier League game now. Like the Premier League is a breakaway league from the tradition of English football. Like, and for the Premier League to come out as the bastion and the history of football when it's only in existence since nineteen ninety two, get to absolute fuck. Gary Neville, who is in bed with a billionaire businessman from Singapore who is tearing up the lower leagues because he can put more money in than any other team, criticising club ownership and, you know, dodgy dealings in pandemics when he sacked two managers in a pandemic as well. Like, Leeds tonight wearing T-shirts saying you have to earn the Champions League when they nearly actually folded their club because of all the dodgy dealings they did financially to get into the Champions League. I just... I cannot, like, as much as I hate the idea of a Super League and a breakaway league, the hypocrisy from a fish, football officialdom in the last 24 hours has just driven me absolutely up the wall. Like, there's no need for it. Like, football, football is broken. Like, club football, domestic football, all around Europe is absolutely broken. Juventus, I'm sorry, Bars, or the, like, I'm just going to go through them here in order because I have them open, right? La Liga. Since 2003, one team not named Barcelona and Real Madrid won the league. In the Bundesliga, which we, you know, everyone looks at the Bundesliga as the model for how clubs should be run, how leagues should be run. Bayern Munich are about to win their ninth title in a row. And they, Borussia Dortmund won two with, you know, um, and, and Munich won the one before that as well. Like, that's not a competitive league. And anytime it looks like even becoming remotely competitive, Bayern Munich just buy the best players from the other team. We've seen a few winners of the, the Premier League. That's probably, weirdly, the most competitive of all the big leagues in Europe. And yet, even still, we know the winners of that league are only coming from two, three, maximum four teams at this stage. Syria A, Juventus are about to win nine titles in a row. The last team not from Milan or not named Juventus to win the league title was Roma in the year 2000. Paris Saint-Germain have only lost the league title once in the last nine attempts. And when they did that, they went out and bought Monaco's best player, the team that beat them to the league title. Porto and Benfica have shared every single title in Portugal since 2001. PSV, Ajax and Feyenoord, PSV and Ajax basically, with the exception of Feyenoord in 2016, have shared the, the Dutch Eredivisie title. And, you know, you go all around European leagues and this is happening everywhere. The rich are getting richer, the haves have more and the have-nots are getting emptier. So football is broken. Like, the Super League is not the answer. But football is fundamentally broken and it's not because of these six clubs, it's because of UEFA, it's because of FIFA, it's because of the Premier League and the Bundesliga, absolutely, it's like, you know, 
what's happening in the GAA, you know, with Dublin footballers, they everyone's ignoring the fact that they earn 26 times more money a year than every other team that they play against. And people see that as a level playing field. The playing field isn't level anymore. On average, in the top European leagues, a new team wins a title once every decade. You and I and all, all of us on this podcast did not grow up watching football like that. And that's where we need to start. We need to find a way to make domestic leagues more competitive again. And if that's salary caps... If that's, you know, you can only, you can actual implementation of financial fair play. And if that's all we get out of this, if that like the, 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 the powers that be come around to the idea of actually 11 playing fields, then I'll be interested again. But I'm not having this that yesterday was football is when football died. When, you know, we know what's happening in Qatar. We know everything that's happening in club football around Europe. So, you know, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And I absolutely am so annoyed with Manchester United and for being involved in this because there's no need. There are other ways to make the point. But if UEFA get a bloody nose from this and if FIFA get a bloody nose from this, I won't, I won't be that disappointed. But the, 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 I, I agree with everything you said, <clears throat> but. The, the, I think the worst thing about this is at least those leagues had some sort of jeopardy <laughs> element to it. Like, yeah. I just feel like it's a mirage though. Like, like, you know, as bad as Arsenal have been this season, Arsenal are never going down. So where's, where's the real jeopardy? Like, you know, like I, I do know what you're saying and, and I do like that you can't launch a league where your position is guaranteed because they're trying to run football teams like businesses, and football teams are not businesses, no matter how much the people who keep buying them like to think they're, they're not. Like that, you can't treat them the same way as any other business. Um, and that, that's, I think that's where they've made their biggest failure. If they'd have launched this league and said, look, no VAR, um, you know, the other different things that fans would like to see, you know, affordable ticket prices, rather than on. Well, no relegation because we want to get rich. Like, you know, it's so much of this is about optics and they fucked it. They absolutely fucked it because I, it just feels like we pretend, we pretend that there's a chance that Arsenal could get relegated or that Spurs could get relegated when really they're no closer to being relegated or than they are to winning the league. They're just, you know, and United the same, like they're middle of the road, nothing teams. And this is only happening because, like you said earlier on, like, or, or, or a couple of you made it to the point earlier on, the teams in La Liga and Serie A can no longer afford to play in those leagues. And so they know that the, the Premier League is the cash cow with Asian markets, with American markets, and they're trying to tap into that. So for the Premier League clubs to fall for this, it's just a level of naivety that you really wouldn't expect at all. Um, and it, it's just... It's a shame because we all know that football could be better and can be better, but this is just not the way to go about it. Yeah. The the Premier League did allow Leicester to win it, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, there are stories like that that can happen, and those fans of those clubs, all the Premier League clubs, because, you know, got promoted and... and then won the league, um, they at least have that to cling on to. It's it's actually if this happens, it's it's not a possibility. It's yeah. actually impossible. 
But like, and you're you're right, you are right, and I don't mean to be a contrarian about this, I really don't. But like, Leicester don't win that league title without a billionaire backing them. Like, do you know? Like, it's not like they're a fairy tale story either. Like Burnley are never winning the Premier League. Leeds are probably never winning the league. And actually, while we're on Leeds and they're talking about earning it and about responsible ownership, they're owned by a hedge fund in the San Francisco 49ers. They're not exactly fucking Borussia Dortmund. Like, do you think Spurs win the league the year last year when it would have been a bigger story? I actually, I genuinely do. I genuinely do. And, and I even think, like, I can, there's a list of teams I think would be a bigger story than 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 Leicester. Like to me, the ultimate the ultimate one would have been Newcastle, say back in the nineties. That would have been the ultimate. You know, any team can win the league. Blackburn, you know, he wasn't a billionaire, but he was an owner with a lot of money relative relative to everyone else they were playing against at the time. They came in and they they won the league that way. So like even in the Premier League. All the fairy stories and all the like, all the ones you look up to and go, "Oh, that could be my club." It all needs someone to come in and plow a load of money into your team, and that's not like no one, no, no one grows up thinking, "Jesus, I hope my club gets bought by oil money." Like they just don't. And you know, there's. I was having this discussion today with a couple of friends, like where this is football for the, the FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer generation who just want superstars to play against each other. They don't care about tradition. Like, you know, we, we talk on this, this podcast all the time about, like, rivalries. And, like, you know, as a United fan, I'm absolutely conditioned to hate Liverpool, to hate Leeds and to hate, to hate City. Like, I don't really care about Barcelona. I like, I hate Madrid, but that's for political reasons. I don't I don't have strong feelings on Milan or Inter either. Like it it's just bizarre that that would now become like in inverted commas a rivalry. The whole thing the whole thing is just it's just bollocks. Like yeah, I I actually don't think there would be any rivalry started because I think the legacy fans, as you know, were being called. A lot of them wouldn't be as interested, so there wouldn't be that rivalry there as there would be with Arsenal and Tottenham because their neighbours and their, you know, families around that area are sporting both clubs in the same household. So there is that sort of rivalry. But the the last twenty four hours have made it very obvious to me, you know, why Arsenal have declined so much in the last ten years because Stan Kroenke has obviously been heavily involved with the Super League and. He's been happy enough because he knows he's going to get a big, as you say, a cash cow at the end of the day. Like he doesn't care. Like he didn't care. Arsenal didn't get into the Champions League. There's a reason why he gave fifty million pounds of money to buy Thomas Partey in the summer because he knew by that time next year he'd be getting it back, being within a Super League. You know, he hired Mikel Arteta, and it's sad to say because he's the cheap option, and it doesn't matter whether he's successful or fails because at the end of the day, there's probably no Champions League for us to work towards anyway. You know, it doesn't really matter. So it, they've been happy enough for Arsenal to string along and just do shit and just stay in the league. And it doesn't matter where they finish because at the end of the day, all he cares about is money. And it's the same for all the rest of the five clubs. Like, it's all about the money at the end of the day. Yeah. Paddy, um, you watched Liverpool tonight off the back of this. Did it feel any different? Yeah. I still want them to do well. Like, still wanted them to win, and it fucking broke my heart again. But uh, I suppose it was in the it was in the back of my head, you know. Um, it is like a worrying development, and and I totally agree with 
with what what the guys have said so far, and like Steve mentioned about, you know, these clubs getting treated like businesses when when that's not how how most of the world sees sees these things. These aren't businesses to us. These are, you know, have such like societal, cultural, community links in 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 uh, their towns and and bring meaning to a lot of our lives. Like yeah, they break our hearts, but they make life worth living. A lot of these things like. Um, and you know you don't have the same rivalry of businesses like you don't like me and you don't fall out because I'm bank with First Trust and you bank with Ulster Bank or you know we don't <laughs> fucking start yapping if Coca-Cola share price drops like this this is just um, it's just sort of corporate greed and like what gives these people the right to define the ceiling for every other club to say right well Nottingham Forest you know, you've had your you've had your ten years in the in the sun or five years in the sun. You can never ever compete in European, you know, top elite European competition ever again. Leeds, Everton, everyone's fucked. There can't be a team just rise through the leagues and get to the top. It's it's really disgusting. Like, and you know, I'm reading a book at the minute, pretty interesting. Um, it's called Legacy, and it sort of focuses on the the All Blacks and uh, the sort of culture around the All Blacks and how how they sort of created that uh, sort of culture and ethos and stuff. And they're, at their core is um, that an All Black should leave the shirt in a better place for the next generation. So they see themselves as custodians of this New Zealand rugby culture. But these people that should be custodians of clubs that we have grown up, you know, putting blood, sweat, tears, money, time, investing everything in, they should be custodians of protecting that you know, pure thing we have in our lives, which, you know, it's been corrupted with money, don't get me wrong, but they they want to absolutely fuck it. And it's so irresponsible. Like, they're like cartels. Like, it, even the fact that the 12 of these guys have got together, or 12 of these chairmen or whatever, uh, have got together on Zoom. Like, I, I love the film The Godfather. Like, and it just reminds me of the scene where Don Corleone gets all the major <laughs> mafia families from, like, the Bronx and you know, Brooklyn and Staten Island and gets them together. And the, the first line Don Corleone says, how did things ever get this far? I don't know. And like things have got way, way too far here. This is this is ridiculous. Like I don't know if these teams are going to be able to roll back from their current stance. It seems more than just posturing to try and get more money. Like I, I find it hard to see it happening still. But that's just wishful thinking. It just seems like it's gone insane. And uh, like, where, where do you stop? You have the Super League with 20 teams. Then in 10 years' time, do they fucking say, well, let's make a Super Duper League and let's just have uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid and Liverpool and Man United. And then is there, you know, in 10 years' time, do they say, let's have a, you know, fucking Super super Califragilistic League and let's kick out another five teams. And like, where, where does it end? It's just, I, I just, I'm so pissed off. Probably like all of us. It's, <clears throat> I'm obviously trying to get everyone's opinion on it. it like, these have all been brilliant so far. I know Brenton's going to back it up too. It's, uh, it's just, you know what one thing my dad said to me today? He caught me off guard, the bastard. He said, um, his big thing is, is, is obviously European Knights at Anfield. He goes to all of them, and he said, I'm going to lose taking Finn to that now. 
and that just kicked me right in the swingers, like full boot steel hookup, like both bollocks. And I was like, yeah, that's one of those nights. Those nights are going now because it's it's not going to be the same. It's, it's definitely not anywhere close to being the same, and and it won't matter because there's always on that danger in a European night. You're going out, and especially this year, Liverpool and against Real Madrid. Don't know if they're going to be back in it next year. Turns out they are, but it's in a different competition that nobody gives a fuck about. But it's just so it's just it's 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 been coming, and as you have all highlighted so far, football is completely broken. It's completely eating itself, and now it's come to a head. And as you pointed out, Paddy, and I wanted you to touch on this too, Brent, because this is going to affect Chelsea. I think probably the most this season. These teams, even if they are posturing, which is, could well be what they're doing here again, to try and get money. This they can't get away with. This. They have to be sanctioned. They have to be punished. It's the current three Champions League teams that are in it that have joined the Super League get kicked out this year. Be it any teams that are in the, possibly in the Super League going to qualify the Champions League next year, not be allowed, and teams getting deducted points from their league. It won't matter to some. It won't matter to Man City or Manchester United. Um, if they get deducted points, it'll matter to Liverpool, it'll matter to Chelsea, um, it'll matter to Spurs, Arsenal. I I think something regardless has to be done. They cannot get away with constantly doing this posturing. And it's not me trying to stick up for FIFA and UEFA because they're a bunch of decades too. Like we're going to be having this conversation in about, what is it, a year and a bit's time when we're talking about a World Cup in Qatar that we shouldn't be having. But Brendan, what's, like, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? And like, Are you worried that Chelsea could end up, because they're talking about tomorrow or Wednesday, possibly announcing that they're going to be kicked out of the Champions League semi-finals? I'm not worried at all, um, because this is this is a matter of if it happens, then so be it. I, I, so be it. And I mean, if the league happens, if the Super League happens, and I think all of us are seriously going to have to question: Are we going to follow these clubs? Um, I was going out to play, yeah, and I'd say that is where I'm leaning to. I was going out to play five side before. With this pod, <clears throat> I was going through my drawer of football tops, and I didn't want to put a Chelsea top on. I was ashamed, and I spoke to a few of the lads, and they were the same. Um, a lot of people had national jerseys on. It was really strange to see it, and you know, see it in like a real life situation. Um, I'll say there as well. Um, it's just come out that. James Milner has been interviewed and he said he has said he doesn't like it and he hopes it doesn't happen. And fucking love brilliant. James Milner. That's brilliant. Um, we I, I think earlier on Bruno Fernandez was maybe the only player that we'd seen who had made a public comment about it. I think he said something on his Instagram about football can't be bought. Um. So yeah, I mean if as you say, like they've been threatened with being kicked out of it. Kick them out of it. Um, if that means PSG are going to win it, and the other three get kicked out, so be it. Um, I think these, like on a on a wider, like general point that Steve's making, uh, you know, he's right. He's absolutely right that all like nobody's a saint in this, and and the the governing bodies. Um, I hope they don't come out as if they're angels in it. Um, but. I think this is a step too far. It's another level. It goes beyond 
even discussion. Um, uh, and, you know, if, uh, I think these clubs over the last, uh, Johnny's already mentioned that I was defending uh, Chelsea last week about doing community work and through all through a COVID and pandemic. Means nothing now. Uh, everything that, uh, and I agree with what Neville said. I know that Klopp said something about he, he doesn't like the fact that people are using you'll never walk alone against Liverpool. I I think it's okay to say that because it's being directed at the owners and what they've done PR-wise. They've pumped people's head full of shit about you'll never walk alone and used it. A, a this means more as well. This means more for United. Keep the boo five flying high, whatever it may be for these six clubs and filled fans' heads full of shit that they care um, when they don't. They've, they've known about this and they've been building for it and they can't pull the wool over people's eyes. Exactly. It's that point you made there, Brenton, about when Klopp said that earlier, I, I agreed with him because I, people are attacking clubs when it's it's not clubs, it's FSG, John Henry, the douchebag, it's Dan Cronky, it's the Glazers, it's the Brown Bitch, it's Sheikh Mansour, and for whatever fucking reason, it's Daniel Levy. Like, what the, what the fuck are Spurs at? Like, that, we haven't touched on that yet. I'm waiting on Johnny exploding on that because that is, that's, the, that's the maddest thing in this whole happening, that Spurs think they're a super club. Haven't won the league in 60 years. I've been close once. Haven't won a cup since they won the league cup years ago. What an absolute fuck's that about? But anyway, it's they're the problem. It's not the clubs necessarily, but unfortunately it's our clubs that are getting dragged into this because uh, they own our clubs and they're treating them like franchises. Um, Do you know something that really bothered me about it? Like, yes. Arsenal released that statement last night and like, like I had to ask Brenton, was Chelsea's the same? And yeah, Similar statement, like there was, there was nothing from Stan Kroenke, Josh Kroenke, you know, on the Arsenal website we actually quoted a fucking Man United representative. I think it was one of the Glazers, and that's just that's ridiculous. That a club statement from from Arsenal was quoting Real Madrid president and Man United chairman, and there's nothing from anyone on our own club. Nothing. Well, these Barcelona had the decency to scrub Perez's remarks from their version of the statement. Like, like is that just that's crazy? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And I check, I was checking today, and it was only until Steve said yeah, it released it on their business account. I don't know whether Man said he'd done the same thing, but it's just like that's just that's odd. Like, and it's been mentioned in a few other places. And just when I thought about it, I was like, they're right. Like, we just all released the same statement, pretty much. And we have like rival clubs, you know, chairman speaking about how great the Super League is going to be. I also seen tonight that they have said there will be an alternative to VAR in the Super League. So mm. look at them trying to buy us over already. But that's what I said earlier on. I think I really think that the the messaging here, like if they'd have played it a different way, they could have, they maybe could have actually got away with this, like. Um, if they decide things like, oh yeah, no VAR, we're going to cap wages, we're going to cap uh, transfer fees, all of that kind of thing. Um, but 
we know now that that none of that matters. Like it's it's all a it's a money play. Like that's all it is and all it ever will be. I would I would say one thing, right? And I think it's really easy for us as say what use the phrase legacy fans, right? That the the football teams that we support have grown beyond just legacy fans now. And there is a massive global audience for for Premier League clubs especially and the bigger clubs around Europe. And and team fans in Asia probably do want to see Man United play Barcelona twice uh twice a year and do want to see Inter Milan play Real Madrid twice a year rather than see them play Atlanta or Burnley or whatever the case may be. But the the problem is that those people um wherever they're from, you know, the west coast of America or from somewhere in China or wherever they're from, they only started supporting these clubs because they bought into you'll never walk alone and they bought into this means more and they bought into more than a club and all of that was just bullshit. It was just marketing jargon. And now now that we can see through that marketing jargon, you know, as a friend of mine said said the other night, like Anfield on a European night, right? It's like having a twelfth player. But how's that going to be when it's full of Japanese tourists? Like, is that going to be the same atmosphere? I suspect it's not. Um but I, I, I think I said it in the WhatsApp group last It'll night. It'll be in Japan for a start. Well, there's that, there's, and that's it. Like, get get ready for, you know, uh, East Coast US time sensitive kickoff times because that's on its way as well. Like, I mean, it's the inevitable next step. I, I, I feel, um, and I, I, like, I've lost my train of thought there. Sorry, I just, but you're right. Like, that's, that's another, no, no, you're, no, you're right. Like, because that's another thing that we like now, like. If 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 they've no solidarity to the local area, well then, why is Florida a more attractive location for Manchester United than Manchester? Like things like that, like all of a sudden everything comes into play. Someone, it was a joke tweet today, but someone made a really good point that like, is this going to be like darts, where you've two different, almost two different organisations? Theoretically, it's the same sport. But you've almost two different organisations, and the only thing that's kind of attracting you to the new one is the fact that we know they're going to be able to pay their players a hell of a lot more because of the way it's been bankrolled and things like that. And is how much money is enough for you to give up the chance to play for your country? And then imagine there's an awful lot of players out there who do have a price, and that's a shame as well because you know if the players decide they're against this, then it's done. Like it, it feels like. There's a lot going against it already, but if the players decide they're against it, then I just don't see how it can possibly go ahead at all. But let's let's say they do buy off the players, then then if if you're not if you're not loyal to to the local fan base, why would you be loyal to as the if if the the, the council in Manchester won't give you planning permission to add four thousand or five thousand seats to the stadium? Why not up sticks and just move somewhere that will? Like that feels like the inevitable next step, and I'm not sure who made the point earlier on, and, and might maybe it was more than one of you, but like, who gives these twelve 
the right to decide that we are the elite and we should perennially be the elite. Like, uh, you know, Nottingham Forest have a better European pedigree than Spurs. Like, Aston Villa have a better European pedigree than Spurs and nobody's saying they deserve a place. Like, I thought Ajax, Ajax were never going to go into it because, you know, Edwin van der Sar is now UEFA's Champions League man, all, all, all that kind of thing. Bayern Munich, I felt last night that I, I really thought they would join and, like, look, this is too sleazy for Red Bull, Leipzig. Like a company that sells addictive fizzy drinks to kids. It's this is too much for. Like that that'll tell you and me, yeah, absolutely me. So yeah. <laughs> I'm still recovering from last Thursday. But like it, it that'll tell you how bad this is. Like if, if if a company and I'm I'm with Red Bull Leipzig, I'm absolutely using the term company because they're not a football club. But if they distance themselves from something like this that really, really does tell you that, like, it's it's a bad idea. And yet, I keep going back to it. Sometimes bad ideas can lead to good change. And, like, look at the, like, the nonsense UEFA announced today with the Champions League and with the Swiss League thing, which theoretically gives more teams a chance to play in the Champions League, but all it does is actually earn more money for the, the best teams. Like... If the, if this hadn't have come out yesterday, that's what we'd be talking about tonight. We would be slating UEFA for this change, these changes to the Champions League because all it does is once again make the rich richer. And you know, so on both sides of this argument, there is just an absolute pile of dross. And it's like UEFA. It's almost uh, it's it's almost like they're being like, oh no, oh no, here. We can do this if you want. Here's here's yeah. what we you know you you can make more money. I promise. Here's like like kind of reaching out to them, which is such a weak position to to be in a day after. It's like they're begging them to stay, um, when they should be you know trying their best to do the absolute opposite, um, and like banding together to like place legal action and deduct points and. Do all the things that, that JD was talking about last night. But that point that you made on the globalization, I like, we're part of the globalization. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's been inevitable for years and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen more. But at least with the current system or the old system or whatever it's gonna be, there was a base. Of fans, which we weren't, but none of us were a part of. Yeah. Um, Phil, you may have been a part of when you lived in Liverpool. Um, but they were always there. And now the, these, these owners and these clubs don't have to buy, not buy down to them, but they don't have to consider them. Um, because you said there, why wouldn't the go to Florida and, and you know, go to Tokyo and whatever because that's where they see the money, that's where they see the market and and look those fans are entitled to, to watch games as well but not like not not competitive theoretically European whatever Super League game like that's just so, it just goes against everything and yeah I think the, the one thing we haven't mentioned tonight and we did chat about this quite a lot in the the the, the WhatsApp group is that like I I personally feel that FIFA have much more at play here than 
anyone has mentioned so far. Like, their grubby little hands are all over this. So we know FIFA wants Super Leagues. They're trying to do this in Africa. They want to do it in Asia. They want to do it in the Americas. Why wouldn't they want a Super League? And even the way their statement was worded yesterday, they don't want a closed Super League. Well, theoretically, this isn't closed because five teams can get into it every year. And... We don't know the, we don't know how teams qualify. We don't know what countries they come from. We don't know any of that, but that makes it a non-closed league. And that to me, I think gives enough weasel room for, for FIFA to kind of go, do you know what? We, we back this. Um, and we know that FIFA and UEFA don't, don't like each other. We know that FIFA don't like any of the, 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 the continental, um, groups because they feel like they're too powerful. So I think there's, not all, like, we know that not every businessman or, or group of businesses are smart with their money, but it feels like they wouldn't have taken this leap without knowing a bit more than I think we all know right now. And I can't help but feel like that, that thing we don't know, that invisible hand has to be FIFA. Because we knew the fans were going to be against it. We knew other clubs were going to be against it. We knew the UEFA was going to be against it. We knew all the domestic leagues were going to be against it. And we knew all the... Well, I, I'm actually surprised that City's involvement, but I'm not stunned at all about like PSG staying out of it. And they will stay out of it until 2022 when they've done their job as sports mm-hmm. washers, and then they'll join. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, so I, I just think that's 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 worth knowing. But uh, do you know what? One thing I... And I don't mean keep rambling on I want, I'd love to know because a, a few of you have mentioned it tonight like about you know that's me doing with the club I, I've thought about this and I thought yeah like I can absolutely see that but like there's nobody else that I can turn to I can't go to my local team in Shamrock Rovers because my son supports them right and I go to the games with him but I don't feel anything when when Shamrock Rovers score or when Shamrock Rovers win a game or anything like that, the way the way he does, I just don't feel that. The only team I feel that for is Manchester United, and that's what I hate most about this is they've taken that away from me, mm-hmm. and it's taken away from you as well. Like it is sickening, and when you're talking about that, it I can feel it. You know, it, it, I can feel it in the pit like of your stomach, um, because. You know, as much as we and I've said, I said it there about you know breaking away from Chelsea, um, myself creating a, a breakaway. But it, it really deep down in your heart of hearts, it's it's the club that we all love, and you're you're kind of turning yourself in half because you want to do the right thing, but and you want them to do the right thing, um, but. I think you're you're that was a really good point about FIFA and we I think did mention it quite early on yesterday and it took them a, a hell of a long time to come out and I think it, it's really when when you were talking about the the PR around the the Super League and the shitty logos and and the fact that somebody's already bought the the Super League handle and they had to use some some shitty TSR comms uh, Twitter handle. Um, everything no around that was awful. Um, but when you compare that to FIFA, and you said it was very carefully worded, and you know they obviously thought about that all day, and they thought about how 
should we phrase this, that it still gives us room to say, oh, we, you know, we never said that. They actually put in inverted commas in their statement, closed European breakaway league. Um, because uh, as you said, they, they don't want to completely distance themselves. And it was super weak when it came out. Um, it's, but again, as you said, what, what do you expect? Will will you guys watch this European Super League? Like I don't, I will not judge anybody that watches. Like it's their decision. Like, but like I've said, you, if it, if it happens, I'm done with Arsenal. I know we kind of touched on it there. And Brand, you mentioned it there. Like basically, Chelsea have you by the balls because you have that emotional connection with them, and I'm the same with Arsenal and Steve with United and Liverpool with them other two pals. But honestly, like. <laughs> Fuck the lot of I honestly will not support. I, I I will be done. I promise you I'll be done Like if it happens. Like, I've already cancelled my membership with Arsenal. Like, it is fucking already halfway there. I'm just waiting for them to officially confirm, yep, we're starting this next season, and then that is it. I promise you now, like, I fucking will not follow them anymore. Because I just, it's just, they're just taking complete advantage of people. Like, and, like, my fucking membership, yeah, it only costs £40 a year, but... That's fucking £40 for like this year I haven't been able to use it once. I wasn't able to use it last year either because half the season was fucking taken away because COVID. The last home game I was at was Orange and Vancouver's last home game. And you know what? If that's the last game I ever go to, then it's pretty fitting like because he, behind the scenes, fought this, I'm sure, for years. And he knew this was coming. And he said it in 2009 and he said it again in 2018 that the Super League will be here eventually. But like, no, like, honestly, I will not bother with it. Like, I would rather go watch Ulster play or watch Ireland play in the rugby than be fucked with these decades. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit up to fucking four in the morning, and I know people across the world have done this, but I'm not going to sit up to four in the morning and watch Arsenal play fucking well Benfica in Japan and celebrate a goal fucking four in the morning. Like, no harm, like, but I'm not, I am not in that, in a Super League. But it, it'll hurt, it'll hurt you, Jerry. Yeah, I understand. I know it'll hurt, but at the end of the day, I'm not supporting what they're doing. Yeah, you can, I, and I, when you say it, I, I believe you, but like, last weekend I watched eight minutes of minute silence just to watch four Premier League games, um, and they were all shy, and, but it's football, so I'll watch it, like, so I, I, as much as I'd love to say, no, I'll boycott it, I won't watch it, I absolutely will watch it, because, you know, I'd watch Burnley play Sheffield United. I mean, that's, it's football and it, as much as I would love, it's a drug. We're all addicted to it. There's a reason we all like spend money on these teams and spend money on this sport, you know, on whether it's, you know, subscriptions to, to satellite TV channels or whether it's jerseys or whatever it is or tickets to matches or whatever. Like we are, we are addicted to it all. Like we just like, we, it's going to be really, really hard to walk away. And look, if I might say no, and then say, you know, United beat Madrid and, and Milan, uh, and Liverpool to start the, the Super League, and all of a sudden I'm dragged in again because I'm that cheap and easy to buy. But like, I, I, do you know, I'd really love to hear more from, from Phil and Patrick because I think of all the clubs involved, I feel like Liverpool are the ones who, position themselves as being something more than a football team and more than a football club. So, and this is, this is not, uh, this is genuinely, because I know that this is like, for my mum and dad who are like both, you know, massive Liverpool fans, this is hurting. Like, this is really, really difficult to come to terms with. And I'd love to know what, like, 
do you can you ever come back from this? Like, is there a way of forgiving them? Is there anything that can be done to kind of forgive them? Um, I'll go first, Paddy, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. I'm having to speak a wee bit quieter because I think I might have woke Finn up, so fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> is there a way back? No, there's a way back for me, and it's as dramatic as it is, it's the FSG fuck clean off. That's the way back for me, if I'm honest. Uh, I've, since we've started doing this podcast, obviously, it was three or four years now, Liverpool have gotten more success. They brought in Jurgen Klopp, they brought in Virgil van Dijk, Alisson, Persicus here, like in love and adore. They've won a Champions League in the two Champions League finals and they've won a league. And every single time they seem to do something good, these fuckwits from Boston keep pissing all over us. Um, they tried to change the ticket prices and up them so they could generate themselves more money. They were told to do one. Um, then during a pandemic, they tried to furlough staff, told to do one. They tried to bring in big pictures. Big Was it big picture it was called? Told to do one. And now they've just done this. There was no, didn't consult the main man at Liverpool Football Club, Jurgen Klopp. Didn't, didn't seem to um, speak to him at all on it. Uh, people like James Miller are coming out tonight saying he's not happy with it. Jordan Henson isn't on social media at the minute because he has handed his social media channel over to a bullying campaign so that we can hopefully stop the bullying that's going on on social media. And they didn't talk to them, didn't talk to fans. They actually just sent an email out, Billy Hogan, um, sent an email out to all staff at half eight this morning to explain the decision. Nah, fuck off. I'm, I'm done. And, Regardless of what happens next, um, trying to buy rights to Liverpool name yesterday. I think it was the only one I was trying to think of. Um, when it's a city, they're trying to buy the rights to name. And I said this before: we Liverpool won the league. Me and Paddy have waited thirty years to see this happen. Liverpool finally won the league, and I still haven't got to celebrate it. And now it's fucked. Like now it's done. Like doesn't mean anything now. So it's just, uh, I don't want to get emotional on a podcast. I think people think I'm being too dramatic or, or acting, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely devastated. I'm absolutely disgusted. But not surprised because I knew they'd be capable of this, but just that even if it doesn't happen, even if tomorrow morning or Thursday or whatever, they somehow find themselves back in with UEFA and FIFA and somehow seven billion, eight billions pulled out of nowhere to split between these bigger clubs. They've fucked it for me, and it just means they're getting richer and smaller clubs are, are getting less off, and it means nothing. So, look, when the Super League's on, will I watch it? Um, I'll probably have to with this podcast. I probably will because Finn will be coming of an age soon where he'll watch more of it and want to be in, involved in it. Um, I'll certainly watch it with like Brenton and Paddy and Steve and Johnny. I'll certainly watch all these if he's wanting to watch it or sit down, but will I care about it? Not unless Finn's been out, no. Um, so yeah, today is, today is really shit. And another thing that's annoying me as well is the amount of fans seem to be gloating about it, that their clubs aren't involved. Or And I, I obviously work in the Irish League and I, and I love everyone that I've got to work with and get to know. They're, they're all brilliant and none of them have said this, but a lot of people seem to be saying, oh, I'll go and support your local club then, you dickheads. Well, no. You have a choice who you want to support in life. You don't have to go and support your local club. You can go and support a team and fall in love with them. 
I fell in love with Liverpool Football Club and they're a massive part of my life and I at the current rate I'm having to cut them loose and it's just Aye. it's a tough one to take me. Yeah, so when it, you know, whenever you talk about, you know, falling in love with the football club, you know, if you're if you're watching fifty odd games a year, I was just sort of doing doing the math there, say I've watched say I started watching Liverpool when I was five or six years old. I've probably watched either the whole game or highlights of every game they've played in the last twenty five years. Twelve hundred and fifty games. And like you can't just turn the love off. Like I I, I can't really separate that out. Like I'll always love Liverpool. I if they're playing in this super duper league, so be it. I don't like the idea of it, but I'm not I can't say that I'd be principled enough not to watch it because they're just so ingrained in, in me and who I am that I just couldn't live without it. And that's where they have you over a barrel because they know how, how sort of, um, you know, intrinsic they are in so many of our lives that they think they can do whatever the fuck they want and that we'll just still go and buy shirts and buy tickets. Now, I, 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 I do feel very strongly that this is the wrong thing to do, but I just think it's going to be, I'll, I'll find it hard to, to cut them off. It leaves a very a very dodgy taste in the mouth. And as as Steve alluded to, Liverpool Liverpool sort of proffer themselves as you know more than a football club, and you know there's strong socialist links, and there's very like you know kind of left wing fuck the establishment kind of kind of club, and and very sort of against Tories, and, and Liverpool feels like its own little republic, nearly like a Catalonia type thing. Um, and all these changes that, that, that the FSG tried to bring in and read the room wrong, they've rolled back fairly quickly whenever they've realised that the 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 sort of the uproar isn't worth it. You know, the, the the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And and I wonder if if clubs and the fan groups do decide to turn the screw here, what'll happen? Like, are they prepared to disown season ticket goers because? You know, an extra fifteen fans in Japan will make up for that one season ticket that's gone. It's hard to know, and it'll be an interesting few months. I think the 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 idea of punishing teams by docking them points or removing them from Champions Leagues, whilst it's it's it sounds great in principle and they should be punished, it's just going to push them away. You know, it's got to be like proper dialogue, and the only thing that's going to get these clubs back on side is giving them a, a bigger slice of the pie, like and. As shit as that is, that's kind of the position we're all in, and it's. Um, I'm sure we never thought that we'd be be discussing this uh, tonight. You know that they're doing this during one of the the toughest times that society globally has gone through, probably since the Second World War, and they're still sort of pushing their own self interest and lining their fat cat pockets, and it's disgusting. And you know the the outrage and. And that it's provoked in all of us tonight. Like you can just feel us all simmering through the through the Skype waves here, and it's uh, it's great that we're all, despite the fact that we're across the spectrum of of clubs, like how how united the the five of us are in our um, protests against it. Yeah, it's um, uh, it is nice that we're all uh, united. That's uh, I wouldn't have doubted it for a minute, like, um, that's what this podcast is about, really, to be honest. Even though we all hate each other and we play each other, but when it comes to matters that actually 
mean something we'll all chuck in. But aye, it's such a strange such a strange time with a football fan, cool for you. And I, I do get what you're saying there, Paddy, the love for Liverpool and you'll have to stay there and if new owners came in and came in quickly or something happened and they were handed out and something sorted, I dare say I'd I'd be back or I'd still be there, but at the minute under John Henry um, and his mates FSG, I I can't I can't back them or support them in what they're doing, so I have to try and just drag myself away from it, and I don't think I find it too hard to be honest. There's there's like Steve said about Liverpool, but there's elements of that, you know, for all of those clubs, like. Yes, you know, Liverpool and United <clears throat> are the two big ones, but like for there, there's things in those communities that have gone back over a hundred years in all the communities, like, like the, the London clubs, the, the Manchester clubs, the, um, Liverpool as well, um, that things that we don't, you know, even know about that are, so deep in, in family histories and um linked right through um right through the history of the club right up until today. Like so I heard somebody saying today as well about the the clock outside Old Trafford, the Busby Babes, Steve, and how they're they're just shitting on that as well because those players basically died for the club. And yeah, in your competition uh, and yeah, like it, it's it's sad. Like that's that's the only word for it. Like it's like how, but what's the answer? Like this is this is the bit that like someone I work with always says, yeah, great. You've 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 you pointed out all the, the the things that are wrong. So what's the answer? And I always try to do that. Like I always try to think like how how do we solve this? And ultimately, like I tweeted this yesterday. Like you know, the only way football works the way every single one of us and I think every single person we know wants football to work is fan-owned football clubs. But I don't know. I just don't see how we get back to that. I like I wish I I wish I saw a path back to it. I really do. Um. But like when we're in this bizarre world where everyone is painting PSG now as being the good guys, like how how do we end up like this? Like and how do you ever come back from something like that? And that's not to be dramatic about it. This this that yesterday will go down, I think, as one of the key dates in football history because like to, for me everything changed, and I think. You know, unless FSG go, unless the Glazers go, unless, and I think, I think if that happened, I think, you know, the likes of Spurs, and this is not to say that they're followers of football club, but I think you can absolutely see the way Cronky has kind of been brought along by the two other kind of bigger players, I suppose, for, for one better phrase. And, and then, like, you, you've asked, I'm still, Part of me thinks that if Spurs weren't included in this announcement yesterday, the ridicule that was automatic wouldn't necessarily have been there. But I think, like, just even like the having them there has kind of just spiraled the whole thing out of control. But like Dan Levy has obviously decided this is the right course of action, and you know we we kind of mentioned it before we started recording that like Spurs built that stadium 
and spent a billion pounds on it with something like this in mind. They had to have. There's no way they did that without knowing that this was coming down the line. And I don't, like, there was talk about, like, you know, enacting, like, legislation in the UK where they take, they basically nationalise the teams and put them back into state ownership. And, like, maybe if Jeremy Corbyn was in charge of, of the UK at the moment, that might happen. But you can't see, you cannot see Boris Johnson, you know, a man who loves unfettered capitalism doing this. Like, you just, you just can't. And I think that's the saddest part for me right now. I don't see any way out of it that's not UEFA bottling it and giving, like, massive appeasements. And I don't know if that's, do you know these extra four spots in the Champions League? Is it, okay, so Spain, Italy, um, Spain, Italy, and England get an extra Champions League spot, and there you go. So your your five year big six should be getting into the Champions League every year. Like I don't know if that'll be enough, but that might be where we're heading with this, unfortunately, which further devalues, I think, um, an already weakened competition both in Premier League and in Europe. Yeah, I think that would actually punish other teams, like yeah. the teams that. <laughs> You know, fans wouldn't. Fans complain about having to go play that are in, you know, Eastern Europe and are awkward to get to and, and stupid things like that. But yeah, like even you know, touching back even on Spurs, not to slate them any more than what I normally do. Like, but the I don't really see. I don't really see the attraction. I really, really don't because like they haven't been successful, and even though Arsenal haven't been massively successful over the last couple of years either like but you know they haven't won a league since nineteen sixty one. I don't think they've won an FA Cup since what is it, the nineties or something? Like the last thing they won was the League Cup and you know their their badge is a cock on a football, like, you know, like what in the bejesus like is <laughs> what is the appeal? I understand, like and you can tell, you know, the big stadium, you know my mate's been there a few times, he told me that you know the the paints fill themselves and all. There's nobody serving them and all this type. Like it's all, it's all carpet really now, and it was all designed for for a super league. It definitely was like an American. Yeah, like that, that's just it. Like it's it's just all Americanized now. You know, with like like the MLS. Like that's that's what they want because that's what these American owners in particular. That's what they know. That's what they've they've built their businesses on, especially Cronky. You know, KSC like he. His um his sporting teams, bar maybe the Rams the other year, like they've all been pretty average, yeah. mediocre. So, but uh, I would, I would say one thing, like I've been to a Champions League final and I've been to a Super Bowl. There's a lot more fans of the teams at a Super Bowl than there is at a Champions League final. Like I was at the Madrid the Madrid final in the San Siro, and what's that eighty thousand capacity? Easily, easily. 60,000 were corporate tickets. Like, easily. And that's, that's where, like, that's, like, why, how did we let that happen? Like, why, why are there, like, the family of, like, some vice, assistant to the vice president in Nissan at Champions League final, when some kid who supported Atletico Madrid his entire life can't get to go and see his team, you know, play in the Champions League final. And yet, like, you know, tickets for the Super Bowl are expensive. But you or I, if we wanted to, 
and we were fans of the team playing in it, have a really good chance of buying a ticket for them or for a Super Bowl. So like American sport gets it, it gets a lot of grief. It does, but like one thing it hasn't done yet is sell out its massive events to. You know, they have other ways of appeasing their corporate sponsors without giving them tickets to the, you know, the, the one game a year they might go to or whatever. So, yeah, the whole thing is just so, so frustrating. Like, because I, I think, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep rambling in these things, but like, there are a lot, there's lots of good in American sport. Like, a salary cap is a really good idea. The idea of limiting one team from becoming too successful is a really good idea. Um, but that's just not how we do football. And, you know, if we brought in, if we really, really, all of this, all of this could have been solved, I think, if UEFA had taken financial fair play actually seriously and hadn't let, you know, Milan or PSG do what they did. If the Bundesliga had taken Bayern Munich's dominance seriously and hadn't just let them buy the best players in, in the league when it looked like they might you know, not win the league by 20 points. Same with Serie A, not let, continue to let Juventus just steamroll the league. Like, leagues can do things about this. Like, you know, there should be a way for a league to step in and say, hang on, you're, hang on a second, that's anti-competitive. Like, you already have the best team in the league and now you're bringing in the second best player we've ever seen play football. You know, or sorry, the second best player we've seen play football in the last 30 years. And like, it's insane that we let all this get to this, and were we like were we complicit in it? Like, do you see what I mean? By by buying those jerseys and by buying those match tickets and paying Sky and BT and whoever else we handed money to, like, did we cause this as fans? Like, that's what I keep thinking right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of that because the the uh, when you were saying out there about the Champions League, like. It is, I still think it's, it's a great product. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I, and all fans, I think, get emotionally invested in it. Like, I'm sure, you know, Paddy in Istanbul, like, it's probably one of his best memories as a fan. Um, me in Munich, um, yourself in the last minute, Steve, mm. uh, Johnny, don't know. Um, <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? The, I I can't even. I mean, we're talking about um, whether we were going to follow it or not. But I think I said to you, you in the group, um, Chelsea play Real Madrid. Well, they're supposed they they were supposed to play Real yeah. Madrid in the semi final, and it, it's the first time in twenty three years they would have met them, and it was it was so. To build to it, it was you know an exciting fixture. You're gonna have that what twice every six months now yeah. in, in this, and it becomes so demeaned, so less meaningful. And you're gonna be playing them. Well, they're two of the founding members, so you're gonna be playing them forever. That yeah. that sounds terrible to me. Yeah. Like there, there's yeah, some point, there's some stupid point. statistics like really like Arsenal were the first English team to beat Real Madrid the Bernabeu and the first team to beat Inter Milan at the San Siro like and like Paddy like I heard someone say today that Liverpool being involved in this now basically just kind of shifts all over their history because they've won the Champions League European Cup six times and 
it's basically just saying like these owners are saying your history just doesn't matter. Yeah, like it's just like what the rec the, the records just get expunged, like just totally forgotten about that like we can never add or no, no none of these clubs, you know, can ever add to their their European tallies, you know, and it's I don't know, just absolutely crazy. And like Florentino Perez seemed to allude to the fact that they they've done some sort of market research. Who the fuck were they asking? Like I know one of you said earlier on, like, were they asking, you know, the FIFA generation, like, 15-year-old kids or, like, we kids collecting flipping stickers or something? Like, Because I don't see, you know, which sort of fans are agreeing to this. Like, unless they're asking, you know, fans in Japan and China and India, however, but, yeah, thanks. Do you think there's there's any hope that if if one of them grows... A set and pulls out that the th- it collapses. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know depending on who and like yeah, yeah. we're having an absolute we're really going at Spurs today. Like, but if Spurs if Spurs drop out, it'll be next man up. Less you know these clubs the likes of Leeds Leeds wearing those t-shirts today or, or Leicester or whoever coming out and saying it's shit. If they were offered, they might still say yes. So, um, you know, someone might. But if, say, if Real Madrid pull out, you know, someone with real, real, you know, power, swear, Manchester United or whatever, then it might all come crumbling down. So that, that would be that would be interesting. I have a suspicion that there's a reason Manchester United haven't tweeted about this yet. And I think they're trying to play both sides of this. And I wouldn't be stunned if if one of them does break bank. I wouldn't be stunned if it was United at all. Um, I know even though Woodward's so he seems so involved. <laughs> yeah, no, he does, he does, but ultimately he's not the decision maker, I suppose, is he? So he's just he's just an employee, and I I don't like. Again, I, there has to be a reason why they, and maybe it's just they've seen the ratio that every other team got on Twitter. Like, <laughs> well, like it's not like them. They've tweeted through, like you know, I've seen them tweet about a fucking oil sponsor, like motor oil sponsor, after a loss in a game. Like you know, they their social media people are used to taking grief. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. Like, uh, my big thing for this is where are these other three clubs? Like these three clubs that have also agreed to it, um, and 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 is that an out for them? Is it that's it, could they say, well, this is not feasible with with twelve, so we're we're not going to go ahead with it now, and is that enough of a climb down that UEFA won't punish them? Because I feel like if UEFA don't punish them now, well then. If even if it doesn't happen this year, then the Super League is inevitable because they know that UEFA are like, you know, they're they're a wet blanket basically, um, and and they will actually do nothing, um, so it's it, that's there's a lot still. I think I'm hoping that this podcast isn't dated by the time people get to listen yeah. to it because you know some massive change happens overnight, but I think I. I wouldn't be. I like. I don't think it's going to be Arsenal. I I don't think it's going to be City. Because I think both those clubs and and like none of these clubs have morals, but both those clubs in quite recent history have shown 
a lack of moral, like, kind of standing. And not that United do at all, like, Jesus, they're... Like, all of this, like, all of this comes from a fucking racehorse that Alex Ferguson wanted to get the stud fees from. Like, none of this happens without that. Like, none of this, none of this. We're not having this conversation now. Manchester United probably aren't in the doldrums the way they are um, as a football team without without all of that. And it just goes to show how one, like, seemingly insignificant thing can have such a massive ripple effect. So we don't know. Like, something like that could happen tonight um, or tomorrow and, and change it all. But I, I keep going back to FIFA and, like, the fact that they haven't come out and expressly condemned it the way UEFA have, the way the Premier League has, the way the Bundesliga has... That's telling to me, and and look, there'll be more twists and turns to come, I think. But uh, it right now, if you were to ask me, I would, I would, I would say that they're going to happen. It's going to happen, and whether it's successful or not is a completely different story. But right now, I'm edging towards it actually happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, we we did put it on Twitter. I'll, I'll read out a couple of things that people have said. Just um. Because to just to show that it's not just us, um, Jordan said profile has said destroys football for me. I've been an Arsenal fan my entire life, but this would spit on my support and the support of every fan of every club involved. Not one supporter of these clubs want this. Only the owners with their greed and love of money want this. Um, somebody again gear on making the point that PSG, as you said, Steve, staying out of it for now. Just while the Qatar links are are happening and they'll slot in nicely um, if it goes ahead afterwards um, Arn Cobb no so left in the game at the elite level foreign owners worry about the payouts to shareholders at the end of the year seeing pound signs scandalous it's even being spoken about um, it's pretty unanimous um, somebody asked us what are they going to do with the extra money at the top level football is awash with cash yet you have Barca with a debt of 1 billion euro just be thrown about as carefree as ever and there is no risk now. That, that's a great point there as well. And somebody made a point earlier about, um, I think it was maybe you, Paddy, saying about um, Liverpool is sort of like its own little republic and you mentioned Catalonia, but, you know, <laughs> Barcelona, um, Real Madrid, uh, you know, first sign of, of financial trouble and they're, um, they're in bed with each other. Yeah. This big rivalry that that is supposed to exist. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. Like, just just shows that uh, money outweighs any principles, really. Um, for all these clubs. I just one thing there about the foreign owners thing. Like, Spurs don't have foreign owners. <laughs> like, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. just. I know it's being pushed, and I know I know it's being pushed by the American owners, especially. Um, but it is worth pointing out that like Spurs are in this as well, and they shouldn't get away uh, with because we 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 are fundamentally talking mostly about in the Premier League uh, about foreign ownership being the reason for this. So yeah, I think it's it's a uh, what I think is fascinating is I don't know I don't know a single issue in football that I have ever come across before that has united everybody. <laughs> Like, I really don't. Like, I've never seen it. Like, there's a few splits starting tonight because, you know, there's and, and, and there's a few people maybe like myself, and I, I know Phil said it in the group earlier on as well, like that, 
you know, the hypocrisy is a bit annoying, but I'm still anti this. I don't want it to happen. I really don't. I did not, I did not run down the road of my hometown celebrating when United won <laughs> the, the Champions League, you know, absolutely hammer drunk to see them go and win the Super League title or would it, would it be called the Super Bowl? It might be called the Super Bowl. Um, oh. whatever, whatever it's called. Like, no, no, like, I'm, but the thing is, like, Maybe there are kids who, who, like you said, you know, play FIFA all the time or collect stickers and, and this is what they want to see, but like, fuck them kids because they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Fuck them, we don't get Absolutely. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with collecting stickers. I collect stickers. I did collect stickers when I was younger and it was a great joy. When I got Thierry Henry one year, a great joy. But uh, I don't even think kids collect stickers anymore. They all play no, Ultimate really Team or Yeah. What were you saying, Paddy? I was just going to say kids are stupid. They still believe in Santa and everything. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> speaking of sticker books, I found, um, well, this is maybe about six weeks ago, I found my completed uh, year 2000 sticker book. Um which was which was a real thrill. Had to go down to the the swap shop at the King's Hall to get the remaining whatever twenty or thirty stickers that I needed. But uh, it was, I think, the last player that was still active that uh, was in the book was Gareth Barry, who as I think he retired last year. But um, yeah, so there you go. It's a nice little memorabilia of the Premier League, which. In eighteen months' time, will maybe no longer. I don't know, and a, a, a super league sticker book's just going to be full of shinies. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be it'll be virtual, won't it? It'll be it'll all be NFTs, probably. Trent, Trent Alexander Arnold holograms. <laughs> yeah. Jurgen yeah. Klopp on a hoverboard. <laughs> Speak. Speaking of Jurgen Klopp, I think he's he's come out and this must be post match with Sky and say he feels responsible for the team, the club, and the relationship with the fans. I will somehow try to help sort it somehow. Now, that sounds is very good people. Oh, did he? Yeah, which is not great. Read the room, Jurgen. That is not great. Um, that was a that was a message sent by Phil, who, by the way, had to had to head on. Um, but yeah, very, again, very difficult position for a manager. Oh, like, I, like I, I don't, I don't envy. I, if, if I was Jurgen Klopp or I was all the other Solskjaer yesterday, I wouldn't say anything. Like if the guys above me have making have taken a decision that's annoyed everybody, let them fucking talk about it, not me. You know, um, and it's like Milner, Milner, James Milner came out after the game. I think he made it. You know, he said it, he was as strong as he could be, which is I don't want to see it happen. Like I don't know what else you can say as a player or a manager. Like I really don't. It's it's not them that should be defending it. It should be John. Exactly. Henry. Yeah, it should be John Henry. It should be Stan Kroenke. It should be the Glazers. They're the people who need to be in front of the camera. I uh, tell you what, they're they're faceless bastards. And I tell you what, see see if one of them wins the trophy. If one if one of them wins the trophy, you know who's on the pitch celebrating? John oh, Henry. You yeah. know, one of one of the Glazers, Crocky, whoever. That's when they'll bask in the glory. But whenever the flipping shit's hitting the fan and they should be answering questions, they're in their penthouse in New York or wherever the fuck they are, not answering the significant questions and send them Klopp out or whoever or Solskjaer. 
like a lamb to the slaughter. Uh, it's disgusting. It's a great point because this, you know the 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 Glazers won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in February, and the first person to lift the trophy was not the coach, was not the quarterback, was not the best player on the team. It was a Glazer, and the first the first person interviewed was a Glazer. Like it's it's just such a ridiculous concept to me that the owner who you know doesn't pick a team. Well, fair enough, he signs checks. But he doesn't read even anymore because the, all the sponsorship deals do that. Like, it's a it's yeah. a fucking shame, is what it is. Yeah, it's been a really sweary pod. Like we've all lost the run of ourselves. Yeah, sorry. Uh, hope hope uh, anyway. Like swearing is okay. Like oh, yeah. is I love I I love a we uh, a we f bomb. Like I've been doing a flat out all day. <laughs> Uh, um, I think you could chart, uh, you could chart our, uh, our amount of cursing depending on how annoyed we are. Like <laughs> if Liverpool have a really bad week, I'm, I'm, I'm effing and blinding. Like, well, my, we'll... My, my son might be able to buy a football club soon because three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we came up um, to try and curb my swearing in the house that he would get one, one euro for every time I swore. <laughs> on the waiting list by a PlayStation 5 at the moment. So, I, had the, I had the absolutely fucked. No joke. My swords <laughs> are just was just it lasted about a month and I'm like I can't afford this anymore. Yeah, we told him once it gets to 500 euro, that's it. The deal is off. He can't. Get <laughs> well, what do you think? Have we? I think yeah. I mean, I mean, we, there's we'll go straight off this podcast and as you say, Steve, the story will probably have completely changed and we'll have to come on tomorrow night again. But um, yeah, in the meantime. I think that'll probably do us. Um, we'll thanks for all your your comments um, and shares and stuff on on across social media. Um, we obviously this is about the fans, like, and that's all we are. We um, really want to hear from everybody, so um, keep doing that. We'll probably be back, I imagine, with another super league focused pod, and maybe we'll talk about some football as well. But um, for now, cheers, lads, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good luck.